Hey there, and welcome back to By His Grace Marriage Ministry Podcast. My name is Amanda. Shalom, brothers and sisters. I hope and pray that you all are doing well. I'm sorry it's been quite some time, even though I did say I think in the past four episodes that I published that I was going to be taking a break, and I finally did. It's been, I think, just about three weeks, and I said, goodness, I better publish at least one episode, even if that's it for a little bit again. Um, I thought three weeks is about long enough. So, um, but also just got through um, celebrating three feast days and um, it was wonderful. We celebrated Passover and Feast of Unleavened Bread and then First Fruits. So those are three of the seven feast days that we are commanded to keep instead of the holidays that many churches of men in modern day Babylon um, have a tendency of keeping such as Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, which the pagan Easter was right around the same time that Passover was, ironically enough. So, or actually not too surprising. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was another reason why I took a break. Um, We were going to be celebrating the feast days And um, I just really wanted to focus on that for right now. Um, A lot of you are so amazing and so faithful. I thought that I was going to probably lose listeners and things like that with taking a long break. And y'all have been so faithful to this podcast ministry. Um, Some of you even reached out, not because you needed prayer or counsel, but just to see how I was doing and to let me know that you're praying for for me and um, I'm really thankful for that. Thank you all so much and for those that do keep the feast days commanded in the Torah, I pray that you had um, a very blessed and wonderful time with loved ones and more importantly with Yahuwah. Um, Just, you know, keeping these feast days and being in, in remembrance of you know, what they stand for. So, um, but anyway, so I am back with a word that I would like to share. And again, um, and I don't know why I'm saying this because I always do this and then I don't follow (laughs) what I said. Um, but this may be it, um, for a little bit. I just want to check in and let everybody know that, Hey, podcast ministry is still going for right now, taking a break because honestly, Um, right around the time that I was doing my last couple of episodes, I wasn't sure if the ministry was going to continue or not. And so far, I do feel the Ruach leading me to continue. Um, Maybe I just won't be publishing as many episodes as I was previously, um, but we'll just see what happens. (laughs) So, but anyways, um, the word that I want to share, let me just go ahead and get right in. Um, I think that was everything that I wanted to update. I think so. <laughs> um, so the word that I wanted to share today, um, I'm going to call it a second on the lips in a lifetime in the heart. And it's a, it's a secular saying. It's, it's not really from scripture per se. Um, but it's a saying that I would always say because it's true. Um, you know, and scripture does talk about this topic. Words are powerful and, you know, the tongue is a very powerful weapon and in scripture it's even compared to a sword or actually a double-edged sword and if we're not uh, careful with our words we can really 
do some damage with our words. And, um, you know, we, as brothers and sisters of the Most High, um, whether it's with friends or families or your spouses or your children, we really need to work on building up these loved ones, right? Instead of tearing them down with our words. And the saying, a second on, on the lips and a lifetime on the heart, you know, it's it's so true because it only takes just a couple of seconds to say that one thing or that, that one word or that one sentence. And those words can impact an individual for the rest of their life. You know, it, it just stays with them. You can't take back words once they've been spoken. You know, you can't really erase them unless you type them out <laughs> or wrote them maybe. Um, but once the person hears them or reads them, those words impact them pretty much for the rest of their life. That's, that's why I say that saying. Um, and it can just really impact someone really profoundly. And, um, you know, I don't know why I felt led to share this. You know, it's definitely something that I have gone through for most of my life. Um, for those of you who are just joining this podcast ministry, um, I've talked quite a bit about my past and um, just some of the things that I've gone through. Um, they're mainly in the episodes titled My Testimony. There's a part one and part two. And um, I was rejected a lot throughout my life and you know, by family, loved ones, even at jobs and stuff like that. I was always treated um, rather poorly and um, I can never understand why, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't think I'm a bad person. I don't think I'm somebody that will cause a person to get to that point of, you know, treating me this way. Um, but, but what all of that actually taught me as an individual and as a daughter of Yah is I really make sure that when I'm speaking to someone that my words are edifying, um, and not just edifying, but loving or gentle, or even if it's, if it's a topic that is maybe more of a negative situation or, or concern, I try my best to not hurt the person with what I'm saying, even though some things will hurt regardless of how you say them. But I always try to make sure that I am doing my best not to, um, you know, hurt them, you know, with, with my words, when it comes to marriages. And again, this applies to any relationship, but, you know, especially when it comes to marriages, when it comes to husband and wife, you know, the husband and wife are supposed to be one, you're one flesh and, um, they become one of the most important people in your life. And, uh, you know, it really makes me sad to hear when spouses, verbally abuse one another. By verbally abuse, I mean, you know, name calling, degrading, um, just things like that, you know, that really can impact a person very negatively. And I think when I talked more on abuse, um, I talked about, you know, the different types of abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, um, mental abuse. Did I already say that? Sorry. I think, I hope I just mentioned the ones that I wanted to. Um, and I remember actually saying that I always felt that verbal abuse is just as bad. And if not, maybe sometimes worse than physical abuse. That's how painful it is. So, 
Um, it makes me sad to hear when, when, you know, uh, spouses get to that point, you know, and, and that should never happen. You know, yes, couples will get to a point where they argue or have a disagreement. It can get pretty heated. It can escalate. And sometimes you can say things that, you know, can be hurtful, but it's one thing to say things that are hurtful, like, you know, um, gosh, like, you know, um, sometimes I think that maybe I made a wrong choice in marrying you or something like that. And that's hurtful, you know? Um, but what's even more hurtful is when your spouse is calling you names or bad words, you know, um, you know, just profane language. Um, maybe cussing you out or I don't know I I just I feel like it's such a sad thing for that to happen because again once you say these things you can't really take them back you can apologize but it'll last in that person's heart for a really long time so I guess I just want to encourage for those of you whether you are single and not yet married um, or whether you are married, um, or even if you're in a courtship, you know, you're in, be- you're in the in-between stages, you know, really, really work on your words and, you know, really study the scriptures. The scriptures have a lot to say about the tongue and about our words, um, and, and just what we choose to say to one another. So, Um, if you are someone with what I call loose lips, you're someone that, especially when you get angry, um, or even just frustrated, you kind of have a tendency to, I guess the saying goes today, pop off at the mouth, I guess, um, really go to Yahoo on prayer and ask him to help you with that before you enter into your marriage. And if you already have met this person and you're you're involved with this person or you're married already and this is a struggle for you because at this point it would be considered verbal abuse you know ask Yahuwah to help you because remember I said that even though Yahuwah hates divorce especially especially with the people he brings together that he ordains together um, but he does give grounds and it is in scripture, and those grounds are adultery, abuse, and abandonment. And verbal abuse is, um, is sufficient to be qualified as abuse. Um, the tongue is just, the tongue is very powerful, and we need to be careful, okay? We really, really do. Um, now, I know that's what I'm titling this episode, but I actually have two words, and the first word was that, talking about um, our words and how we use them and things like that. Um, but there's actually something else that I want to share real quick. And this has actually been on my heart for a little bit. It has absolutely been something I have talked about before, and I'm actually getting ready to share with you which episodes I actually talked about this topic in, in case you want to go back and listen to those episodes. But I'm going to be reading, um, something that a brother in a fellowship that I'm a part of, um, he actually kind of leads the, the fellowship. Um, 
that we are a part of. His name is Adam Fink, and he is with Parable of the Vineyard, and you can find his ministry and fellowship on YouTube. They are physically located in the state of Missouri, um, but they are a wonderful group of brothers and sisters. I'm so thankful to have come across them um, and have been in connection and communication with them. Um, And real quick, before I forget, since I'm talking about Parable of the Vineyard, if you are looking for blessed um, worship and praise music, please, please, please check out um, Lyndon and Ruth Mitchell. Um, Their ministry is called Left and Right Ministries. They are such an incredible, blessed um, brother and sister of Yahuwah. They are husband and wife. And they sing and play beautifully. They are like all I listen to lately. Their music has just been such a blessing. Um, and if you are looking for, you know, new worship and praise music or just need uplifting music, um, please, please, please check them out. On They're on YouTube as well. They're also part of our fellowship. And um, they're just incredible. They're, they're just wonderful. Um, all glory and praise to Yah. So um, please check out Parable of the Vineyard, Adam Fink, and then Left and Right Ministries, Lyndon and Ruth Mitchell. Okay? So I just want to share that. So going back to Adam, he had actually done a study quite some time ago, and I'm going to read something that he had shared. He spoke briefly on the topic of marriages, but specifically unequally yoked marriages. Now, This is absolutely something that I have uh, talked about within my podcast ministry quite some time ago. Um, So the episodes that I talked about this, of course, is the truth about unequally yoked marriages. I published that on November 23rd of last year. Um, You can also listen to my testimony part two, how I was grafted into Israel. Um, I kind of go into that as well. That was published on February 11th. You can also... Um, listen to what it truly means to be set apart that was published back in February as well you can also listen to the episode set apart which was published in March Um, and then my very last episode that I did before my break was Torah wife and that was published on April 1st so those are episodes that I really talked about um, more of this topic Um, and set apart because it's just, it's important. (laughs) Being set apart is, is truly important, but being set apart, there may be some cases where some of you are set apart, but maybe your spouse isn't quite there yet. Maybe they're still in mainstream Christianity. Uh, maybe they're in Mormonism. Maybe they're, they're in Catholicism. You know, it could be, you know, something like that. And they're not quite in truth yet or walking in Torah. So I'm going to go ahead and share what brother Adam Uh, shared on this topic because I thought, number one, uh, very well written. Number two, uh, he and I definitely see eye to eye on this um, because I pretty much said the same things as well. And I just kind of want to share this as a reminder because I know this is a big thing that's going on because many people, many brothers and sisters are waking up to the truth, um, but then there are still many that are in deception. Um, So if you can, brothers and sisters, please, you know, join me in in prayer and praying for these individuals that they um, come out of that deception and, and come into truth. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and read what um, Adam wrote. 
unbelieving or unequally yoked spouses. I can't speak for Yahuwah here, but only from experience in my own home. What works and what doesn't work. If you have a spouse who's just not quite with you on this journey, be a light to them. Don't be angry or bitter or rude if their eyes haven't been opened yet. Perhaps this is a test for you both. Hallelujah. For scripture says, For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? 1 Corinthians 7.16 Think about it. We are to love our neighbors as ourselves. Well, your spouse is your closest neighbor. Yahuwah loved us and sent his son for us while we were yet sinners, blind and deaf. Can you love your spouse and be a good example to him or her, even in the face of division, ridicule, or hatred for wanting to keep Yahuwah's ways? Husbands, keep the feast with your children. If your wife doesn't want to celebrate, don't force it. Did Yahuwah force you? Just be a good example and keep a good attitude at all times. What I wouldn't recommend is allowing your wife to talk you out of celebrating his feast days and Shabbats, which Shabbats are Sabbaths, the Saturdays. Wives with unequally yoked or unbelieving husbands, I would never suggest that you rebel against your husbands, but do as much as you can when you can. Scripture says, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Messiah is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body, Ephesians 5.23. Prayer and fasting leading up to these days for deliverance is highly recommended. Who knows if Yahuwah would hear you and open your husband's eyes, or at a minimum, allow you to keep the high holy days. I've heard and seen testimony after testimony of this taking place, okay? And that is all he wrote there. It was very brief, but again, I wanted to share that because this is something that I have actually been talking about uh, quite a bit within my podcast ministry, especially after I kind of uh, shared more openly about um, my faith walk and uh, being in a truth, just being in the Torah, being Hebrew, not really following mainstream Christianity or Catholicism or, or Judaism. A lot of people think I'm Jewish. I'm not, um, you know, I'm not following any of that. Just again, and I, and I talked about this in the episodes, I just mentioned to you just a little bit ago, um, how I actually came into truth um, and and how it really has to do with the process of just being grafted in spiritually into Israel. Um, So yeah, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of us that are or will face this because again, as as I said earlier, you know, many of us are waking up to the truth. We're coming out of deception and coming into truth. However, there are still many of us that are still in deception, that are still attending these you know, what I call churches of men that are just full of deception and false doctrines and lies. Um, and then of course you have modern day Babylon, which is what I call our government. Um, and you know, we're we're just surrounded by lies. I mean, I, I remember sitting not too long ago, just kind of contemplating a lot of things and, and saying to myself, my whole life has been a lie. Everything I've been taught in school, everything that has been explained to me. And, and when I became a believer, just, just about everything in, in mainstream Christianity. And, you know, it, it's it's just really sad. Um, but I'm so thankful to Yahuwah for, you know, waking me up and bringing me into the truth. But for some of us, we're going to have spouses where, and, and again, I've, I've talked about this a lot, wives, that's going to be a big part of your assignment is helping your husband to not only come back to their faith, but 
to come into the truth, you know, to come into Yahweh's ways, to come into Torah um, and leave all that stuff behind. And we may live in this world, but we're called to, to be set apart. We're actually called out of this world. We may live in it physically, but spiritually we're called to be set apart from it, right? So we are not to follow the ways of this world. Paul says we are not to conform to the world. We are to conform to Yahuwah and his ways. And his ways are outlined in the Torah. His ways are outlined all through the Bible. Um, and please, if um, I'm going to encourage something. If you haven't yet discovered and read the Apocrypha, now the Apocrypha, I believe, is Greek for hidden books. The Apocrypha is a compilation of books that were removed from the 66 canon, which is the Bible that you see today, 66 books, um, which is the Old Testament, New Testament put together. Please, please, if you can, you can find that really anywhere. I bought mine off of Amazon. Please get a copy and read it. Um, It has like the Book of Enoch, the Book of Jubilees, the Book of Jashar, um, First Ezra, Second Ezra. It has the Maccabee books. Um, as a matter of fact, I was just reading the Book of, of uh, Tobit, which is in the Apocrypha, um, about a week or two ago, and it's such a beautiful book. It's a short book. It's kind of like a love story. It reminds me a lot of Song of Solomon. Um, I think I might actually come on and read that one day as an episode because it's just such a beautiful book. Um, but that's also in there. And I just highly encourage all of you, um, you know, and if you're not readers, maybe you can find it in audio or something like that. But, um, I highly, highly encourage you to please read them because I now understand why they removed them. There's a lot of truth in them. There really, really is. Um, so yeah, those were the two words that I wanted to share. I just kind of wanted to give a reminder of how important it is that we watch our tongue, that we watch what we're saying. Um, and again, it doesn't just apply to marriages. It applies to every relationship, you know? Um, and I wanted to share what Brother Adam had to say about, I guess, what you would consider unequally yoked marriages. Now, in my episode that is actually titled The Truth About Unequally Yoked Marriages, Um, you will actually be really surprised by what I share in there. Um, I've done a lot of studying in scripture in regards to marriage. And even when you look at the lineage of the Messiah, of of Yeshua, we see a lot of mixed marriages. We see a lot of Israelites that married Gentiles and, you know, people that were from foreign nations that, you know, worshipped and believed in, you know, false idols and pagan gods and, Um, I go into some detail in that episode about that. And um, just real quick, for example, Joseph, one of the 12 sons of Jacob, Jacob, you know, he was given an Egyptian wife and had two sons that became a huge part of Israel. Um, And that's just to kind of give you an example, you know, that we have a lot of what I call modern day Pharisees and Sadducees that you know, talk about, oh, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to be unequally yoked. And and I know what scripture they're using, but I feel like that scripture is also more referring to a more generalized statement where it's talking about that we really shouldn't mix ourselves with unbelievers, with people who do not believe in Yahuwah, period, at all. And that, I feel like, is what that scripture is really more referring to. Um, now, again, I understand that I just said that some of these people in the Bible, um, that they married, you know, they, they were 
from foreign nations that um, believed in and worshipped, you know, uh, pagan gods, you know, um, false false gods, false idols. Um, but, but Yahuwah had a plan with all of those things. So if you've been called to be with someone that, you know, um, is not quite there yet, it you know, don't write it off as, oh, this person is not for me. You don't know that. You know, if Yahuwah has confirmed to you this person is for you, you know, then pay attention to that. Don't write it off because of what other people are saying or because they're going off of their own understanding. You know, brothers and sisters, I'm going to I'm gonna close with this. We really have to be careful, um, and I've talked about this before when it comes to relationships, but we really have to be careful of what we listen to. You know, it was really sad, but I went on uh, YouTube recently, and um, I commented on a video. And, um, you know, and this, this is one of the reasons why I, I have a tendency to stay off of YouTube when it comes to certain things, but yet I use YouTube for everything else. Um, I'm on YouTube constantly, not myself. I don't have a channel or anything like that. Um, I decided that that wasn't the way to go. And I felt Yahoo confirmed that. No, that's, that's not the platform for you right now. I don't want you caught up in that. Um, but I use it for, for other things. Um, but anyways, Um, I commented on this video and surprisingly enough, I ended up getting a lot of people that agreed with me, like 130 something people. And then, uh, quite a few people commented. And then there was this one sister that commented and, um, I guess she didn't like that when I had seen sisters say, wow, you know, you have a lot of knowledge in what you said. Um, I felt led to tell them, listen, I have a podcast you're welcome to listen to it. It's really just a ministry to edify others about marriage and family, you know, Yahuwah's way. Um, you're more than welcome to come listen if you like, and if you have any questions or anything like that, you're welcome to email me, um, things like that. And this one sister, she actually commented and she said, you know, you're a vulture, you're coming on other people's channels, and you're trying to pull people off of their channel to go on to yours. And this and that and the next thing. And I just thought, gosh, you know, like, wow, you know, it's, it's just, it's really heartbreaking. And normally I wouldn't respond to things like that, but I felt led to respond to this sister. And I said, you know, number one, I'm praying for you. And number two, you know, I'm so sorry that you, you, you see it that way and you feel that way, but I just want to help edify others. It has nothing to do with trying to pull people from the sister's channel or ministry over to my ministry. And I said, and third, I don't have a YouTube channel. Um, I have a podcast and um, I don't see anything wrong with letting brothers and sisters know that if they would like to hear more on the topic, they're welcome to come listen. And um, I said, for me, it's not about how many followers there are. It's not about how many subscribers. It's not about how many people are in my ministry or a part of it. It has nothing to do with it. I just want to help people understand in this, you know, the same understanding that Yahuwah gave me, that his Ruach gave me. I just want to help people. That's my goal. You know, I have a heart for people, especially a heart for marriage and family. And that I will actually go into more about that. I'm sure I've probably shared it at some point, <laughs> um, but it is something I feel led to talk about again. I have actually asked people, or sorry, slow down, Amanda. I've had people ask me why I care so much about marriage and family. And I will actually uh, share that in an upcoming episode. I'll go into a little more detail. I have 
made mention why, but I'll go into more um, detail of why it's so important for me. I can tell you this, and I'm going to, I'm going to close the episode with this. I'll give you a clue of why it's so important to me. They say that wherever you have been most broken in life is where your ministry is birthed from. And if any of you have listened to my testimony, you know that the area I was most broken in was family. So that'll give you a clue as to why it's so important to me and why I feel Yahuwah has led me to do this ministry. So, all right, brothers and sisters, that's it. Um, I just want to share those uh, few things real quick. I don't know when I'll be back with the next episode. Just stay tuned again. Y'all have been so loyal and faithful and just kind of waiting around for the next episode to be published. I really thought y'all were just going to be like, eh, okay, we'll just kind of leave and let it be. And y'all haven't. So thank you so much for that. Um, hopefully I'll be back soon. And I already have, again, some some things in mind of what I want to talk about um, here coming up soon. So again, I pray that y'all are doing well and that you had um, just beautiful feast days if you keep it. And again, please feel free to email me if you need, um, you know, advice or counsel or have prayer requests, please reach out to me. I've not stopped answering emails or anything like that. I will tell you, I don't have Facebook at this time. It's been deactivated and I'll be honest with you, I'm liking the break. (laughs) So I don't know when I'll be back on Facebook, Um, but whenever I do decide to reactivate, I will let you all know. Again, if we are friends or you have contacted me before, you can still message me. If you haven't, you won't be able to message me. So email me. All right, brothers and sisters, love you all. Thank you so much for um, listening. And I will talk with you in my next episode. Shalom.